welcome back to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, also known as the Other Merc with the Mouth. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. As a people, 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 what in the hell are we doing? Come on. Now, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done okay well okay maybe it does matter what you've done but by and large i don't care and by and large it doesn't matter what you've done that was the governor of new jersey phil murphy as he was just dining outdoors with his family at a restaurant over the weekend now the two women that were a part of the video that you just heard the audio from appeared to be a little drunk I mean, you hear a little bit of word slurring. Apparently, they're Trump supporters. One of them has a phone case, a, a, a Trump phone case. Those are his children, Governor Murphy's children, that are piping in and defending their father. Now, that's a little interesting in and of itself. Why wasn't he doing it? Why was he leaving the work to his children? But that is also a different conversation. What are we doing? I... I get the urge to do that. I really do. When you have people like Maxine Waters, who several years ago said basically, and I, you know what? Let me get that quote. I don't want to screw this up. Be right back. Let's stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. So that's not, I just want to point out one thing. That is not a Trump supporter. That is a Representative Maxine Waters from the 43rd District in California. A diehard Never Trumper. Telling that, and you know what, we're going to do a quote here. Hang on, where is that quote at? Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. This is this has been a common tactic from the those on the political left. And when I'm saying tactic by those on the political left, right here, I'm talking about like the Antifa crowd, Black Lives Matter crowd. This is what they do. Be better. Don't be these two ladies that are harassing a Democrat governor. I think, I assume he's Democrat. He's from New Jersey. I mean, he might be. Either way, his politics are irrelevant to this conversation. We need to step back from being the society that cancels people. And that's all this is. This is part of the cancer culture. And, you know, I'm, I'm patent pending. Uh, I want a quarter every time someone says cancer culture. Yeah. 
This is part of cancer culture. It's 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 really all it is. It should be noted that that speech you just heard from Maxine Waters was in June of 2018, and shortly after that, also in June of 2018, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her family were basically harassed right out of out of a restaurant in Virginia. So people are taking uh, the words of Maxine Waters very seriously. Now, I don't recall of the cancer culture hitting like that prior to her saying that. I'm sure it did. But I do know that it definitely ramped up after she gave that impassioned speech. Don't be these people. Don't stoop to their levels. You're not going to beat them playing their own game. There's only two ways to beat cancer culture. There's only two ways to beat people like Maxine Waters, who advocate harassing innocent people and their families just, you know, as, as, part, of, as part of your everyday course. There's only two ways to beat groups like Antifa and Black Lives Matter when, when, when their clearly stated goals are to dismantle the American way of life, disrupt the American nuclear family. And, oh, yes, these are the kinds of things that were on the Black Lives Matter organization's website up until recently. It's, it's been scrubbed, but it used to be there. There's only two ways to beat these people. You either take the high road and you hold on to the high road. And good luck holding on to that high road because you're going to be the only one playing by the rules. Or you get better at these people at cheating. I hate to say it. My integrity is one of my is one of my most important things. So it's just the idea of cheating is abhorrent to me. But Lindsey Graham said in the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing uh, um, on one, one, one during one of the Amy Coney Barrett hearing days. I forget which one. And I can't find this direct video or the quote, so I'm going to paraphrase. He's like, I'm kind of tired of being the only one left playing by the rules when it doesn't seem like anyone else is. You can't beat these people by playing by the rules. I don't think you can anyway. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I will say it's hilarious that the CNN article that I'm looking at from June of 2018 talking about Maxine Waters uh, later on has a tweet sent out by Nancy Pelosi says in the crucial months ahead we must strive to make America beautiful again Trump's daily lack of civility has provoked responses that are predictable but unacceptable Trump's daily lack of civility I don't recall Trump telling uh, people to go uh, you, you get out, you create a crowd, you push back on them, and you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Please point out when President Trump said something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it didn't happen. And uh, so are you. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. While I was re-listening to Monday's podcast, I feel as if I didn't make a certain point I was trying to make very clear uh, vis-a-vis the election and challenges to prove 
fraud. I specifically mentioned the ballots and the outer envelopes from it was either Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. No, just Pennsylvania in general. Uh, but I didn't really elaborate much, uh, and you know, and and I wanted to come back and revisit it because I do I do listen to my I do listen to my own podcast. I do it for quality control reasons. I, I listen to my own podcast more than I listen to any other podcast. Obviously, I'm here, you know, when I record it live. Then before I schedule it to post, I play it back off my computer and just I hear how all the the sound effects come in and and this is based on experience because. I've lost track of the number of times I've been listening after it's already posted. I'm like, oh, man, what the hell happened to the audio right there? What happened to the background music? Some of you have probably noticed it gets a little... I don't have someone who's classically trained in production doing the producing for me. It's just me. So I'm kind of learning as I go, and I apologize for that. But it is what it is. And... So, but yeah, I, I, I've added an extra step in the quality control, and that is me listening to it after I get done recording it. So, I didn't have time to go back in and fix it, and I planned on doing it today, and as luck would have it, I caught back up on my Tony Katz podcasts. And I had someone, and I, and I heard someone that, now this was last week, they explained it far more beautifully and articulately than, than I can. And this is uh, William Jacobson. He's a Cornell Law School professor. And let's hear what he has to say. I just wanted to play this to clarify something for the record. So let's listen, in, let's listen to uh, Professor Jacobson for a second. The problem that the, I, I distinguish Rudy and that art line of argument where they say they have specific proof of specific instances from the Sidney Powell. The problem that Rudy has is assuming he can prove these instances, what do you want a court to do? Because the problem is, and this whole fight was lost months ago when the laws were changed. The, if, if unlawful ballots came in by mail, and we're all talking about mail ballots here, paper, you know, those paper mail ballots, um, and the ballot was separated from the envelope that indicated who it came from because you're not supposed to – no one's supposed to know how an individual voted. And those envelopes are now detached. Even if you could prove that 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 ballots should never have been accepted, we don't know how they voted. So what are you going to do? And that's the problem that Rudy had. This whole thing was lost when in Pennsylvania and I think some other states – they were allowed to weaken the signature verification procedures. Um, so no court is going to say, okay, you've proven there were all these votes. What do you want us to do? We don't know how they voted. You want us to change the election vote based on illegal votes where we don't know how they voted. And that's the problem that, that Rudy and the Trump team face at this stage of the game is even if they prove the fraud, what do you want a court to do? No court is going to say, let's have a revote in the state of Pennsylvania. And that's not going to happen. Uh, we don't have the time to do it, and it's just not going to happen. I mean, there are few rare cases where a court has ordered a, a revote have been in very small, very localized sort of elections. And there aren't even that many of those. So that's the problem I think the Trump team faces is that they could probably convince a lot of people that there was widespread fraud, but there's no 
remedy to it. I disagree. Yes, there is a remedy to widespread fraud, and that is to get your uh, your legislators, your local and your state and your federal legislators, your judges, and the election boards and commissions, various election personnel, all those people, get those people to stop implementing election procedures that make fraud, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Easy, to, to make easily happen. I'm not sure. I'm, there's a word there. I don't know what. But that's the remedy. When you have people that are comfortable with election fraud, then you will have election fraud. Remember me talking about the Battle of Athens recently? And Well, hang on. Sorry. Leading the cart before the horse. When you have people that are comfortable with election fraud, then you're going to have election fraud until the citizenry stand up and say, uh, no, we're not doing this. Now, back to the point I was trying to make a second ago. Remember the Battle of Athens? When you had uh, local corrupt politicians with the local corrupt sheriff or, or, or police in their pockets? literally stole the ballot boxes, went to the jail, a, a secure facility where they could count and, and do whatever they wanted with the votes and destroy and manipulate the the, the election until local citizens said, uh, hell no, this ain't happening. Now, they had to break into the armory. I wish they would have had their own. That would have been an even better story, in my opinion. But they armed themselves, fought for their rights, and... And 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 and, what, and it turns out that uh, that what's where I'm looking. Oh, good lord! I get so tongue tied when I my brain goes faster than my mouth. I apologize. They were able to figure out who actually won that election, which wasn't the people that would have won it had the votes been allowed to had the tampering been allowed to continue. That's where the change comes from. In reality, it just comes down to the citizenry. The citizenry have to want something different. If they don't demand something different, if they don't fight for something different, if they don't protest for something different, if they don't protest, if they don't fight and they don't do all the things to make, to get the system that they want, then they are stuck with the system that they deserve. And like I said on Monday's show, you know what? I'm willing to bet. I'm willing. To, I'm willing to bet a rather large sum of money. In fact, that six months from now, and eh, now that's too soon. A year to two years down the road, the New York Times, CNN, Washington Post, these election officials, the politicians involved, are going to be like. Yeah, it turns out there were some irregularities and, and, and some things weren't done right. Yeah, we're going to fix that for next election. Do you have any faith that they're actually going to do that? I don't. I don't at all. When you don't have... When, when, when the citizenry cannot trust in the election... Chaos is all that's going to be left. I don't want it to be true, but it is true. I I don't think the citizenry are, are going to be able to trust elections after this. 
At least, especially not if they happen in the same way. I just, I don't, I don't think that's going to be a thing. I don't think that we can. You know, when you have half the country that argued against the security of the last election and said, if Donald Trump wins the next election, then it's going to prove, you know, or then it's going to prove that the, that the security, that the election is rigged and that, that the security has been infiltrated and that the American people's voice don't matter. Well, then, then their guy wins. And all of a sudden, this is the safest, most secure election ever. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Six months ago, you were telling me that that Russia was interfering, that Iran was interfering, that it was a, 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 a very unsafe and unsecure election. But now, because your guy won, oh, this is the safest, secure, securest election ever. And they're so... Un, their lack of curiosity... At all of the irregular... Now, I'm not saying that there's enough irregularities to... And as you just heard uh, William Jacobson say, it's one thing to say there's a lot of irregularities going on in this election. It's another thing to prove that there was fraud that happened in, in large enough amounts that it's actually going to overturn an election. Much, much more difficult to prove. The mail-in ballots made it even harder. But one one party was was hard, excuse me, pushing for mail in ballots. You you have to you have to believe that they knew that it would that it would open the door for fraud. You have to believe that. There's no way you can't. What does this tell you? That they're okay with the fraud. They're okay with the with the with the lack of security in the election. They're okay. As long as they win, because this isn't about elections. This isn't about actual democracy. This isn't about freedom or liberty or the Constitution or or rights. This is about power and who has it. This is a, a real-life Game of Thrones. The only difference is you're not beheaded if you lose. You're just ostracized and not allowed to be a part of society and harassed. You're listening to The Nerdy Merc. Well, that's the end of this segment. If you have any questions, bitches, gripes, comments, complaints, moans, or suggestions, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Or you can go find me at www.nerdymerc.com. Email me, jeff at nerdymerc.com. Or go find me on all the social medias. I'm on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for The Nerdy Merc on Instagram, NerdyMerc79, and Parlor at NerdyMerc. Make sure you stick around for the next segment, and thank you for listening. <laughs>